testing, testing, testing. Super duty. Tough work. Yeah. The morning edition. <laughs> the AM. <laughs> the AM tough work. Because sometimes we got to wake up and get this shit done or don't get done at all. Right. And uh, early morning, you know, how you doing today, Mr. Glass? I'm awesome, man. Good to hear. You're doing man. great. That's what the fuck is up. Doing man. fabulous. So it's a nice day outside. Mm-hmm. Not too hot. Ah, we get that cool fall weather is here. Yeah, it's coming. It's time to get my sweater game up. Yeah, like nice long sleeve tee weather. You already know. <laughs> you jacket know season. Jacket season is upon us. Yes, it is. Get your jackets up, fellas. Yeah, you know yeah. It's, it's a key part of the wardrobe. Definitely is. You know, have you a couple joints, a light colored joint? Yeah. Clark. I'm gonna give me some Clarks. I'm gonna give me some new oh, Clarks. Going in? Yeah, I'm, I'm Clarks. gonna give me some new Clarks for the fall. Those are fall shoes for sure. Yeah, I'm give me some you new know, Clarks. Not quite know. winter, right? Definitely fall. I'm, I don't know if I'm. I might go leather instead of suede. Okay. Though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Get that nice. shit blue and cream. Nah. <laughs> you gonna die that shit? Oh, you die. Just die this part. It's this shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is blue and cream. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I bought some boots out of season in preparation for this fall and winter. Yeah. Some flies joints. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's when you get the best deal. Yeah, you gotta buy them in summer. Yeah. Or, or spring, really. Yeah. You know. So uh, I had, I was looking at some joints in in winter, and I was like, whoa, that's a little bit much. Yes. Then comes spring. I was like, "What? Yeah, 50 percent off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying thirty five percent off. Copping. And yeah. I've been sitting on them, waiting on this uh, this coming winter. So yeah. Anyways, you know enough about the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, this week we're gonna do hip hop again. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, um, this is a, a, an artist who's come up many times on this podcast. Yes. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Nas. Yes. You know, he released a new record called King's Disease. Uh, a few weeks back and uh we got to talk about it we do have to talk about it because we we kind of gave Nas the blues last last time we talked about him yes we have to be honest <laughs> yeah here. we gotta push him in the throat a little bit <laughs> he was on his helmet just heavy <laughs> you know on his head, really it was just like hey man uh when, when you do bad we let you know right but likewise when you do good yeah we gotta let you know we gotta too. let you know yeah we gotta and bring so him back. uh this this record i was listening to this record and the question popped into my head, did Nas finally get it right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. Did Nas finally get it right? Because what I identified is there's these areas mm-hmm. that everyone has pointed out over the years mm-hmm. where Nas gets it wrong. Right. And we're going to address those specific areas and talk about this album. And then we're going to talk about like how he did uh, with what our expectations were mm-hmm. and what he delivered on and then we're going to decide did Nas finally get it right with King's Disease Word. we'll take a break and we'll be right back we got you stuck off the realness the most infamous you heard of us official podcast murderers the show comes equipped with few points to share grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow so go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode you're not alone in this world cousin so we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to they spread gossip but they never come close to i can hear it inside their tone they talk Talk about the industry but never left their home. You get laced up 
with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you Super Duty Tough Work. Yes, sir. Back again, as per usual, mm-hmm. every week. Yeah, consistency. How do we do it? Grown man shit. It's amazing sometimes. Jeez. Man. We amaze ourselves. Years and years of this dope shit. <laughs> it's facts. No let up in sight. Right. Did Nas get it right? King's yeah. disease. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Did he? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Let's talk about the first critique that people have of Nas records which is the one producer problem mm-hmm. Nas has a problem now where his classic record Illmatic mm-hmm. was built on the backs of multiple producers right right he chose the best producers at that time Pete Rock Q-Tip Primo you know what I mean uh, Large Professor mm-hmm Guys who were at the top of their game, and even though it was maybe five producers on the record, they all did one or two beats each. Mm-hmm. They all knew each other. Right, so they made a cohesive piece of work. See, mm-hmm. the issue with Nas ever since then is he's been rhyming over, he's been trying to duplicate that, but in the wrong way. Right. He makes all these records, and he never commits to making a record with one producer. Right. Part of that is our fault as fans uh-huh. because and part of it is his fault mm-hmm. because we expect him to make that thing again right but he can't make that thing again because he doesn't have producers around him like that like that yeah of that caliber come on you throw pete fucking large pro primo q-tip in a room together <laughs> You gonna come up with some shit. They all work. They hey guys, hey what? They love each other. They love the artist. They're gonna come up with something that's exceptional. Right. Since then, Nas has not successfully really made an album using multiple producers of that level. Mm-hmm. And this record, everybody has been clamoring for him to do a record with one producer. Yeah. They've been wanting him to do one with Primo. Right. I mean, that would be <laughs> the one. You know. But, you know, hey. But, he, he didn't give us that. Right. He gave us this record with Hit Boy. Mm-hmm. And I think he solved the one producer problem. Oh, he definitely did. Like, when, yeah. I, when I saw that it was produced by one producer, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean... If, if, you know, people that listen to my music, yeah, all of my records are only one producer. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never gone, because one of the things that I always notice records with multiple producers is that, unless it's something like Illmatic, where all the producers know each other and they're kind of in a room together and, you know, kind of bunkered down, the records sound disjointed a lot of times. That's a fact. Like, it doesn't sound like a cohesive piece of work, you know, to where... 
you know, especially if you're doing a concept record. Yes. You can't do a concept record with multiple producers unless they're working together. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why, you know, Kendrick's records work so well because yeah. there's a camp basically of producers. Now he'll get his Pharrell, you know, yeah. beat or some, but Pharrell is good enough to where it's like, okay, let me hear the record. Yes. I'm going to make something that fits. Yes. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just picking a random beat because it's dope. And now I'm going to put it on my album because it's produced by the Neptunes. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, that's a completely different thing. So, yeah, like that problem, he definitely solved. And he I I think he picked a good producer that is modern. Yes. Yet still has his foot. He knows who Nas is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So he knows how to make beats that would fit, you know, today, but still good for Nas. Yeah, I agree. And I was going to say the same thing you just said at the end. It's like. The, the issue with Nas picking all these other producers in the past was he did it because he wanted to get these different sides of himself out, mm-hmm. but he couldn't find a producer who could make all of those different styles of beats right. until this record. Mm-hmm. Hit Boy is capable of making some grimy underground shit mm-hmm. that sounds sampled. Right. He's capable of making some bouncy shit that sounds like it should be on the radio. Yeah. He's capable of making some smooth R&B shit. <laughs> right, right. He has all of those in his in his arsenal. And Nas has songs like that in his catalog. Right, right. And so you need a producer like that. And with this record, Nas finally found a guy who could do everything he wanted to do. And he didn't have to go to 30 different producers. Right. And in doing so, he solved his problem of having these disjointed albums with that weren't cohesive yeah with the one hit yeah with the one hit with the one hit and the one underground joint yeah (laughs) and then we just hate the rest of the record like this just sound you just gave us this underground joint to please us you gave us this club thing to please the people who only know you the casual fans and now everybody's mad Mm -hmm. this record he actually covered all the bases without sounding like he was trying simply because it was all from the same producer right so i think he saw that one yeah yep so that's number one Second area that Nas, I think, got right, beat selection. See, and I wonder if Hit Boy had a part to play in this as Hell well. Hell yeah. You know he did. He like, better you have. You ain't going you ain't going to soil my name picking this picking the beats that I don't like. Come on, you know he ain't even let Nas hear certain jokes. <laughs> You know, Hit Boy got a whole folder right. of shit that right. he pre-screened <laughs> before Nas came through. You only getting heat, right? So no matter what you pick, it's fire. It's fire. It's pre-approved, right? It's like, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's certified when you get here, Nas. So right. I ain't gotta worry about you jumping on some garbage shit, right? Doing something that I don't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Hit Boy. But that's the beauty of the one producer right. again, because. The problem with multiple producers is when you bring multiple producers, they're competing against one another. Right. Everybody wants the single. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to be trying to give Nas what they think the first single should be mm-hmm. as opposed to just getting good records. Yeah, done. giving them dope beats. Yeah, like, look, I got the whole album. Mm-hmm. The single's going to get picked from one of my joints. Yeah, yeah, I got the single, no matter yeah. what. So I, my name is on the record. And so Nas's beat selection automatically steps up mm-hmm. again because he chose the one, one producer. There's not a beat on here that I didn't like. Right. I couldn't say, that, oh, man, that beat, nah, it shouldn't have been on there. Right. His other records are full of that. Oh, yeah. Where I'm just like, dude, I, I got beats laying around that are way better than that. Mm-hmm. And you're messing with the best of the best producers and you're not even picking their best beats. Yeah. That was his problem before. Not on this record. Yeah. I think listening to it. I mean, just the way it starts. Yeah. That soul sample. Fire. Flames. Yes. And Fire. then 
blue band. Yeah, fire. Come on. Fire. Come on. Fire. You know, and it keeps going, even the chick joints. Yes. Like, the beats are well done. Yes. Every beat yes. is well done, and it's nothing that sounds like it should be a throwaway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everything on the record sounds good. Yeah, because, like, yeah, the, the Blue Benz track, to me, is kind of like... Had the, the stories he's telling and the, the descriptiveness reminds me of New York State of Mind. Well, it, except it, it's just well, even updated. The beat, even the beat yeah. is reminiscent of New York State of Mind Part Two. Yes, actually, you listen to the baseline. The baselines yeah. are extremely similar. Yeah, because I, I kind of did that when I heard it. I was like, "What does this remind me of?" It reminds me of another Nas song, and I started going through, and I'm like, "New yeah. York State of Mind Part." And I listened to both of them back to back. I was like, "Yep, yeah." So he captured that. See that essence in there, and beautiful thing. Yeah, that's just beautiful. Yeah, I mean. King's Disease, Crazy B, mm-hmm. Blue. I mean, all of. I mean, the the, the album starts off with literally like five amazing Bangers. beats. Yeah, yeah. No, no no slacking. No, you're like okay. Well, we went from from King's Disease, Blue Bins, the Car eighty five, mm-hmm. Ultra Black, Twenty Seven Summers, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the Replace Me. Uh, yo, all these beats are really good. Yeah, and uh, I can't knock anything on the record and it's one thing where i'm like you know what nice you chose some beats yeah you got some joints in there or you know hit boy chose some beats yeah but whatever you get credit nice like i bet i bet hit boy gave him like let me see what is 13 song gave him 17 beats <laughs> right like, <laughs> you get four alternates <laughs> you get some alternates got 17 joints. if you don't like that one i'm gonna replace it with <laughs> this one that's basically what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. I think he got that right too, man. So, uh, yeah. That's. Uh, we'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Where? For the last year, I've been telling y'all that my new book is coming soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Well, I'm proud to announce that the new book is officially here and pre-ordering on Waitlist.net. My new book is titled The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists and will be released on Tuesday, October 13th. In the book, I use interviews, album lyrics, and anecdotes to reveal 10 key traits that are common among some of your favorite hip hop artists of all time. From Jay Dilla, to Rock Marciano, to Evidence, to Nipsey Hussle, to the RZA, to Slug, to De La Soul, and many, many others. This book reveals the secrets of how these artists have created successful careers. Not only that, it also explains how to develop those 10 traits if you don't have them already. That said, the book is pre-ordering right now on waitlist.net. If you rock with me, please order your copy right now. We've got some dope pre-order packages available for you. Thanks for your support. Back to the show. Yeah, super duty, tough work word back again did Nas finally get it right yeah man as uh, as huge fans of Nas we can honestly say there is definitely a uh, thin line between love and hate oh yeah you know sometimes we love the man Mm -hmm. sometimes we hate what he be doing yeah like I was saying before um, we started recording like the album came out and it's like it's a Nas record, so I got to give it a chance. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go in expecting the worst just because he's done us so bad so many times. <laughs> I love you, Nas. Yeah, we know. It's like family now. Right. We it's know. like, you go to the cookout, you know that drunk uncle is going to come. You know he ain't shit, but he's going to be there. <laughs> right. Right. You, you got love for him, but you don't leave your wallet around. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. You know, you know he's going to ask you to hold something. Give me hold something. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah, Nas is like family now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to give him a chance. You gotta give him a chance. 
and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like, cause even when I heard Ultra Black, I was like, okay, that's the one joint. You know what I'm saying? Of course, like, same thing, same, same thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but you do that every album. <laughs> yeah, come on. You always give us one of these. Nas is like, was the first single off. You know what I mean? Every album, he literally starts out with some hip hop shit. Right. Like that. So and, it's like, and, mm, by the album, it's like, nope. Yeah. Like, sorry. I don't believe you yet. I don't believe you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna pull the wool over my eyes again. Yeah, he's the master of Okie Doke. He be catching us slipping every time, man. Yeah. So, yeah, so the next area that um, people critique Nas on, his other biggest critique, is that he tries to, you know, we want him to sound modern, mm -hmm. but we don't want him to chase trends. Right. Nas has a habit, or it feels like, at least to us, of trying to chase you know what I'm saying? What hip hop is doing right a little, now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to do that, Nas. Mm -hmm. You're like a fucking OG. You don't have to be current. Mm -hmm. You don't have to rhyme over whatever trap beats or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. We do want you to evolve a little bit with your beat selection, but you can still make hip hop shit that sounds like modern shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it don't have to be, you know what I'm saying, all just one synth minimalist right. uh, trap beat. We don't need that from you, Nas. Mm -hmm. This album, he actually did a great job at sounding modern, mm -hmm. but not sounding old school, mm -hmm. not sounding like he was chasing trends either. It's mm -hmm. like a fine line. Very fine. And he walked the line, and there's a point on this record where I think he does it really well. Like, he goes from the first four songs, King Disease, mm -hmm. Blue Benz, Car 85, to Ultra Black. Then it starts, the sound starts slowly changing with 27 Summers, Replace Me with Big Sean, mm -hmm. Till the War is One with Lil mm -hmm. Durk. Those all sound modern. Yeah, well, 27 Summers is basically a trap beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's it don't, better. But it's so good. It's better. It's so, yeah. like, that's a beat I would rap over. Yeah. Kinda, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think trap is as good at 27 no. Summers. Yeah, like, that shit is like... So much more creative, mm -hmm. I, you know. I don't listen to like a lot of dudes make trap beats in five minutes, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. same recycled drum pad, like that shit. It's got bounce to it. And he's rhyming different to it. Yep, yep. It's like this is, but but because you have one producer, he slowly updated the sound and started a little modern. Yeah, little you know for about three songs. Yeah. Then he bounced right back in with all bad on some smooth R and B shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like Nas couldn't have pulled that off. In the past with multiple producers. Yeah. Yeah. He would sound like he's trying to chase what's hot because he would go from Nas is like to whatever, hate me now or some <laughs> right, shit like that. Right, He'd be right. like, where are we going, Nas? These <laughs> what you doing? These songs don't even, there's no transition. Yeah. It's not smooth. And that's because the producers didn't have enough control to, to slowly take him places. It's a journey. It's like, oh, this record is going different places. By the time, and, and by the, he, by the time you get to the songs where you sound a little more modern, it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. He earned that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And they and they're but they're well done as well. Yep. Like that's the good thing about this record. Like one of my main complaints about the record was that there's too many chick songs for me. Yeah. But they're so well done that it's so it I don't I don't it's, mind. It's cool. I I got what I wanted out of the record yeah, already. Like I don't mind. And yep. even the chick joints, I find myself singing the hooks. They're fire. Because they're good. All bad. <laughs> Come on. That's just fire. Yeah, with Anderson Anderson Pack. Pack, man. Come on, bro. Come I on. mean, even the joint with um Big Sean. Yes. Not bad at fire. all. Not bad at all. Fire. Yeah, so like, yeah. Yeah, you're allowed to take it other places, but you just have to remember that your fan base, your hardcore fan base, is gonna get disappointed if they don't get enough of what they're looking for. Right. 
this record is proof that we don't need Nas to make Nas is like or you know what I'm saying yeah, every yeah. song we don't right. want an album like that this album proved it because by the time he starts changing up a little bit we just keep it rocking yeah because it's so it's, it's, it's so well done yeah. that it's like Okay, Nas. Yeah, I don't even fuck with Lil Durk, but all right, <laughs> he sound good on that he song. Good on that joint, so I'm not mad at you. And I love the fact that he only let Lil Durk do the hook. Yep, like that to me Smart. is how you execute. It doesn't. It comes off like you understand what you're doing, and you're not trying to like. Uh, I don't know, like manipulate the people and make mm -hmm. a club banger and man, let me hop in real a hit real quick. Then I'm gonna go back on my hip hop shit. Right. It's like, yeah, you got him on this hook instead of having him rhyme and making it about you you tapping into his fan base. Right. It doesn't come off like that. And the hook fits the song. Yes. He's not on his little dirk shit. Yes. Like he's doing something that fits what Nas is talking about in the midst of the song. Yeah, man. Yeah. So like this he he did it. This record, it sounds modern. It doesn't sound like he's chasing trends at all. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it doesn't sound old school. Right. It doesn't sound like some ninety shit. Yeah. It just sounds like a dope hip hop record. Yeah, and it doesn't sound too new. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound like no trap shit. It doesn't sound nope. like the shit that you hear on the radio. It's just a good fucking rap record. Yes. And that's all we wanted, bro. Yeah, that's all we want from you, Nas. <laughs> just keep it like this, man. Yeah. Okay, so the number four area that people critique Nas on and, and our biggest gripe over the years is that his records ain't hip-hop enough. Yeah. And you, well, you know what we mean when we say hip-hop. People, some some argumentative jerks. Like, well, hip-hop changes, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to a 17-year-old, you know, Lil Durk is hip. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. This you is a grown man about. conversation right here. Yeah, you, you know, know what we mean. If you're 30-plus, 35-plus, this is what we're talking about here. <laughs> right. You know, and so, uh, for Nas, his brand was built off of a certain sound. Mm -hmm. And when we say that his records don't sound hip hop enough, we're just speaking to uh, to, to the tradition of his own records, mm -hmm. the ethic that he's already created for himself, not something that he didn't already do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So this record, by the way, it starts out has does not have that problem. No, there is not that problem at all. It's a hip hop record. Yes. And and it's a modern hip hop record and it's good. And I can't complain about nothing that happens on this record because he gives all the hip hop heads and critics everything that they could have wanted within the first five songs. Mm -hmm. You can't say shit. And then he comes back later right. on with some more hip hop shit. You can't say a damn thing. And he's rhyming his ass off. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like he's going through the motions nope. or offbeat like on the Kanye record where mm -hmm. it sounded like the vocals didn't match the beats half the time. Yep. This record is fucking dope. Yeah. And very it's hip hop. Good. It's very hip hop. I mean, from The Cure. You know what I'm saying? Even going going into later in the record. Yeah. The 10 points joint. Bringing the firm back. Yes. Had to do it. Even though I feel like they wasted that song talking about some girl shit again. Yeah. Nas did start out on some weird uh, bitches you break up. Be dump. You know, be salty at me or whatever. Yeah. And or, then even AC's verse was about a chick. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Foxy's wasn't. Foxy's didn't. She just rapped. Yeah. She just spit. You know what I'm saying? But I think that song was wasted, but the beat was good. So I didn't. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, I would have rather, but I can't be mad because the firm is back together. You know what I'm saying? So I really can't be mad because I ain't heard AZ spit a rhyme, I mean, a they, new rhyme in a minute. They pulled Foxy Brown out the crevices. Come on, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't be mad at it. They went and got her from the gates of, of limbo. She was just out there. She was out there floating. In the nether, nether world. Yeah, but I can't be mad at it. I mean, it's hip hop. You know, like, yeah, you can't be mad at blue bands. 
Car 85. Just the story of Car 85. Yes. It's like some old school hip hop, yeah. like story shit. New York car culture shit. Yeah, New yep. York car, car service shit. Yep. And then Ultra Black is just like like some, you know, some anthem shit. Yep. You know, 27 Summers. You can't, you can't go wrong. It's hip hop. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's hip hop, man. See, so yeah, that's number four. Mm. Uh, okay, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Where? What up, everybody? Quick reminder. Super Duty Tough Work hoodies, back in stock. We got smalls, back in stock. Medium, back in stock. Large, back in stock. Extra large, back in stock. 2XL, sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at waitlist.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. All right. Word. Two more critiques of Nas' record. Mm-hmm. First one. Next one. The content. Yes. While we love Nasty Nas, mm-hmm. a lot of us don't like, uh, you know, Mafioso, Mafioso Nas. Nas. Mm-hmm. You know, that seemed to be the turning point in his career was when Nasty Nas got evicted <laughs> and mob boss Nas took over the block. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, he started wearing them pink flamingo suits and shit. And it's mm. just like, okay, Nas, where, where are we going with this? <laughs> what are we doing? You crime boss now. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, live in Miami now? Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Like, that, he always had this inner struggle between, you know, the street Nas and the, the mafioso Nas. And I kind of feel like this record, I didn't feel that struggle at all. No. The content was very mature. Very mature and very direct, yeah. like purposefully done. Yes. To fit a certain narrative, to point in a certain direction. And. He talking. He, he talking to the community, man. Come on, man. He talking to us. Yeah. He talking to us. Like this is honestly, this is what I think four 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 should have been. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Is it better record than four four four? Yes, I think. In so. my opinion, yes. I think it's got more replay value than four four four. Very much so. Like four four four. Honestly, when I heard it, I was disappointed. I hate the mixing on that record. Oh, I, I didn't like the. I, I was I was kind of upset sequencing at the beat not, sequencing and the yeah. beat choices yeah. content not so much but yeah. I'm saying like this is what I wanted four 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 to be. Well, you know, every time Jay is trying to make a, a quote unquote conscious record, he's really trying to be nice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, let's keep it funky. <laughs> Let's keep it funky. Call it spade a spade. Call it what it is. He's been trying to be Nas when he gets on that. Yeah. For a guy who said, you know, what the fuck? You trying to kick knowledge? Who, who tried to ridicule Nas for right. kicking knowledge? Jay been trying to kick a lot of knowledge the last three, four records. Yeah. You know. It's true. Sounding like fake Nas records. <laughs> it's true. But that's a whole nother episode. It's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> whole nother conversation. But it's true, though. Like, yeah. I think this is, like, the content... I mean, it, it kind of puts you in that mindset of, you know, Fonte's record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and even the um, um, um the Little Brother record, like more, you know, Rhapsody's record, like more yes. adult content, not really geared for the younger generation. Right. Like they should listen to it. Yeah. But, you know, it's not really made for them. It's made for really it's made for the 20, yeah. 25 to, you know, 25 yeah. and up crowd. Of black people. Yeah. And it's, and it's not preaching. <laughs> no, it's not preaching. It's not it's preaching. It's just grown ass yeah. music. Like on this uh 
the definition that song where he oh, says, yeah. uh, you know, he's talking about the the gender war and mm-hmm. and, and and he's you know he's got the lines and what the fuck is up with Gail King? Mm-hmm. Shirley Chisholm wouldn't play the victim. Yeah. Eartha Kitt would have been finished with him. Yeah, <laughs> he's smacking them, man. He talking some things. Talking that shit, man. He's saying some things. That's the bro. shit I like to hear. He's saying some things. <laughs> Definitely saying. And even till the war is won, like you know, as as much as. I'm I'm not so much a fan of, you know, a lot of the things about the women's movement sometimes. Yeah. Like the way that he structures that song, it's beautifully done. Yes. Beautifully done. Yeah. Because he's basically saying, like, why are men and why are black men and black women at war with each other? Yeah, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. We ain't got nothing else going on. We we need to be on the same page. Yeah. And that song kind of says, look, man, like we got to cut this shit out. Yeah, put the shit, put, put the put shit the, down. Yeah, put the shit down and let's fucking work together because yeah. we're nothing without each other. Yeah. We need each other. Yeah. And this war, you know, is, is, is driving us apart. I think it's very smart. It's not heavy handed the way he did. He did it very yeah. smooth. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But yeah, the, the album is full of mature content. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the past, we definitely had a big critique of Nas of saying, man, look, come on, man. You, you're trying to sound like some shit. You're too old to be rapping about this shit. You're too old to be rapping. Same with Jay. Like, that's, yeah. you too old to be rapping. What you doing? Yeah. What you doing? You grown. You got kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you married. You've been, come on. You're not living that no more. You're not on the corner no more. Yeah. You ain't slinging them keys. And Jay will still act like he's selling keys. Oh, come on, bro. He still has lines about I'm selling and coke on, and doing this and that it's like no you're not come on now no you're not you're selling fucking like you are streaming services yeah you're a multi multi-millionaire yeah you you're know a fucking billionaire damn yeah. near you know so it's like it's okay to update your content mm-hmm. as your life gets better yes and many rappers struggle with this and maybe Nas and Jay are the first two guys who have been around long enough mm-hmm. and are still viewed in the top of the art form to have to really confront that issue. Yeah. How do you mature as an artist uh, when you had a history of talking about these things in the past, but your life no longer reflects that? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't talk about shooting up shit. You can't talk about, you know, selling drugs. You're not a mafioso crime boss no more, Nas mm-hmm. and Jay. Mm-hmm. So how does your how does your music reflect that? I think Nas does a better job. Mm-hmm. Than, than most people. This record, he finally got it completely. Oh, yeah, but Nas has been, he's been trying to make that transition slowly. Yes. You know, even with the I Know I Can song from exactly. back in the day, like, doing songs like that yes. shows that he was in a different place mentally, yes. where he knew he had to make some more uplifting things and talk about some things that mattered. Yes. You know, and, but... It just wasn't done as well. Right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, on this record, it sounds like, it sounds like he kind of threw caution to the wind, was like, I'm just going to be me and see how that works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got I got one producer. I don't got to worry about going to multiple studios to do this and do yep. that. I got one producer. I'm just going to sit in the studio with these beats, me and Hit Boy, and I'm going to be me yes. for a whole record and and talk about my life and talk about how I see the world right now. Yeah. From my from my vantage point and see what happens. Yeah. And I, it and it worked out really well. Definitely. I th- I think there's a big lesson in there too. Mm-hmm. You know, for for all the artists listening to this this episode. You know, these are things that we have to address as artists ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like you and I are grown ass men operating in a in an art form that they say is quote unquote, you know, for the youth. Mm-hmm. But we still are successful, quote unquote, relevant. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And our content is mature. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of younger artists, if you're listening to this, you may feel some pressure right now to keep up with your peers, to say what everybody else is saying, to talk about things that you may or may not be living 
for the sake of getting people's attention. Mm-hmm. And it does suck that the average casual rap fan only cares about that shit. Right. That shit's whack mm-hmm. that that you feel that pressure to talk about certain things. But I would say use this Nas record as an example. Right. Look how this man has slowly changed over time. Look at Jay-Z is slowly trying to change over time to make good records without including all of that. Mm-hmm. It's a gradual process. It's not overnight. Right. At the end of the day, this is music, so you still have to make dope shit. Mm-hmm. You still gotta be entertaining. Exactly. Don't forget that. Exactly. But understand that if it's dope enough, you could talk about cutting the grass and fools will listen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could talk about raising the family. If it's fire, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a fire song. Mm-hmm. And so the lesson to people listening is like, don't be afraid to make mature content because Hip hop is aging. Right. And hip hop's fans are aging. Right. This is one of the youngest art forms in this fucking planet. You know what I'm saying? Towards like, yeah, we were born when hip hop came out and all that shit. And we were raised on hip hop. But does that mean we stopped listening at age 30? Exactly. It doesn't. It means that now you have hip hop fans who were 30 years old, just like you got hip hop fans who are 50 years old. Right. Just got, and they listen to do different sets of shit. Mm -hmm. And rappers who were, who were teenagers when those 50 year olds were teenagers, those fans never went nowhere. Right. Right. They still love a good rap song. Yeah. And so the same thing will happen to the next generation of artists and, and the gap now that if you're 20 and you're rapping now, don't take for granted that you might still be doing it at 40. If you don't. Right. Yeah. If you're good enough and you can't be talking about the same shit. See, that you were talking about when you was 20, <laughs> when you're 40. Yeah. Cause if you are, if you still doing the same shit, you were doing when you're 20, when you're 40, this problem yeah red flags yeah red flags you should not be doing that things should be getting better the shit you rap about should change every few years mm-hmm. as your life changes you know it's no different shit i have rap songs in my catalog about drinking and doing all kind of goofy mm-hmm. shit partying they're not in my later catalog now though right because your life has changed my life has changed yeah it's different so but i think my records are still entertaining right but that's the challenge and understand that there will always be a fan base for you um, and you don't have to necessarily chase the same thing that everyone else is doing. Talk about your life, mm-hmm. make it dope, make it entertaining, and you'll have what Nas has in us, mm-hmm. which are fans who always check what they do. Yeah, no matter what, no matter what, no matter how many times we might have been burned, <laughs> <laughs> we still gonna come back. Like, let me give him another chance. It's like the abused spouse. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna just let. Like, maybe he changed. We got Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> For Nas, yeah, we got Stockholm with Nas. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe he changed. Yeah. You know, he been away for. Three, We're in four love years. with our abuser. Yeah. <laughs> Nas been kicking our ass with whack albums for ten years now. <laughs> we yeah. still love him. Yeah, we still love him. We still lay him in the door. <laughs> his, his, his toothbrush still there. And then finally, he came back with something that yeah. made us happy. Yeah, he came like, back with roses. Like, oh, nah, thank you. I saw you. I, yeah, I knew you had that in you. Yeah. I just been waiting. Thank you. Now mm-hmm. we can move forward. Yeah, but yeah, mature content, man. He nailed the mature content on his album. Definitely did. And uh, that's been people one of people's gr- biggest criticism, and he got that right. And in the last area that Nas has been hit or miss on, that some people critique him on, is the failed concept albums. Oh, he's completely missed this. He hasn't made. He hasn't made a concept album that worked. <laughs> no, he hadn't. Hip hop, the dead was uh, okay. It's okay. It was a couple joints on there. Yeah, the song he's had a couple lines, but it wasn't like really what we. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't when you think of like concept records, like I don't know, like uh, the Extinction Agenda. Extinction Agenda. Yeah, mm-hmm. we like. I mean, uh, Good Kid, Bad City, Bad mm-hmm. City, whatever. Like those are concept records. 
from beginning to end. The story is all there. Every interlude, mm-hmm. every track, the beginning, the sequencing, the order of the song, all contributes to the telling of the story, which is the concept. Mm-hmm. Nas has many failed albums, failed concept albums in his catalog. Yes. This is not one of them. No. This one, he just didn't try to be too ambitious. Like right. you're saying, he was like, fuck it, I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. This beat's dope. Let me write some fire to it. Yeah. Next track. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem to try to come up with this thing where where he's trying to uh, articulate some super artistic concept, mm-hmm. which has led him to fail, especially because he had 20 different, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Producers pro- pro- with 20 different agendas. Yeah. Yeah. This shit works and it's not a failed concept album. And I was happy to see that shit. Well, the thing is, I think, honestly, I think what Nas did is that he made a nice little number of songs and they happened to fit a concept. Yes. I don't think he was trying necessarily to create this. Like he had like, okay, I'm gonna do this King disease album and every song is going to be, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he tried to do that. I think he made because of where he is in his life and his outlook on things. He made this group of songs that fit this overall theme. Yeah. And it created something to where, it's a concept album, whether he meant to do it or not. Right. It right. is a concept album. Yeah. You know, because it all fits when, you know, when he, um, the, the definition song, when he's kind of talking about the King's disease and what it all means. Yeah. And when you listen to that song and you listen to everything else uh, before that, when you go back and listen to the album again, it's like, damn, this all fits into that. Yes. You know, that idea of the King's disease. And, you know, it's really, it's really done. It's really done well. Yeah. And it's not. And he could not pull this off. 10 years ago no his records was just flat whenever you try it and you'd almost be like and i think maybe that's part of the reason his hardcore fans have always been like dude just make some illmatic shit yeah please because this this weird concept shit you're trying to do it's not really working it's not working bro. <laughs> so just make some simple straightforward shit and hey, you're making us mad now you're right. pissing us off <laughs> you're doing too much you're doing too much we don't we don't need all that shit we tired of listening to these records yeah and because the first single was fire <laughs> you and dope. the title sounds dope. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the album, you're like, man, come on, bro. This record, yeah, this dope title. This ain't fire. Mm-hmm. You ain't even try on this shit. Yeah, you know. And so, uh, he nailed it, man. Yeah, he definitely did. And so, like, you know, the, the, those are the six categories. And if I go back, and this is how we judge this dude. Like, these are our biggest critiques. This is the biggest critique: the one producer problem, the beat selection problem. You know, we want him to be modern, but we don't want him to chase trends. You know, his records don't sound hip hop enough. His content ain't mature and his concept albums don't work. Mm-hmm. He got all those right. All of them. And so to answer the question, did Nas finally get it right? Yes. Yeah. This is the first Nas album I listened to multiple times since I since it oh, came yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's been so long since that's been <laughs> like since a Nas album had replay value. Yes. To where I wanted to go back. Like I'm getting in the car and it's like, yo, I'm gonna put on that Nas. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> All over again. Yeah, like I'm starting from the jump. Again, I want to hear Blue Bands right now. Right, right, you know, like it's been a long time, <laughs> and I've listened to this record probably like four or five times since since it came out. Yeah, I, I took it on a bike ride, and that's when I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, he did it. He got one. He did it. He, he got, got one. Because you know, it's only it takes a special type of record to go on a 20 right. mile bike ride on. I was right. dipping like, whoa, <laughs> this is dope. You got one, Nas. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, this might be the bike joint for the next couple weeks. Yeah. Just throw this on because it's a uh, it's not too long nope it's good it's, it's good got a nice ebb and flow mm-hmm. but you know what you need when you buy you don't need everything that's just like rah 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 you right. know you go through 
see some parts where you'd be like damn near in the woods mm-hmm. <laughs> around serene shit <laughs> yeah and, some uh, smooth shit yeah then you pop out you know get hype for another track or two but yeah it's a dope record I've listened to it quite a few times man I, I've at least I want to say six to ten times where and um I'm I feel like you that I come back and it has replay value very much so it's, uh, his a lot of his previous records did not have the same replay value and I think he's he's got it right man and if you're at home if you haven't heard Nas King's Disease, if you like us, mm-hmm. you're an old school Nas fan mm-hmm. who's been disappointed, yeah. you know, multiple with, times. Yeah, with his with his recent output and the produ- and the records that just didn't work when they should have. You thought they would have, like the Kanye West one. Uh, this record is worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I I would have to, to really sit down and rank it. I don't think I'm ready to rank it with his not other yet. records, no. not yet. No, um, but it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. I, I could definitely rank it against his his last ten years of albums. It's the best of yeah, yeah, the last ten years easily, easily. And yeah. so you know, then we'd have to go back and do another ranking, which maybe that's an episode in itself. Yeah. You know, ranking I mean, this top five Nas records. I'd say that. I gotta think, man. I gotta think now. I mean, I think it's top five because you think about yeah. Nas's catalog, he don't have five bangers. Nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he'll have five. Like he got like two to three, two to three. So it's two top five Nas records easily. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know where it is, but it's definitely top five. Okay, we're gonna have to debate this. Yeah, another yeah. This, this is gonna have to be another episode. Oh, yeah, Nas's catalog. <laughs> right. Yeah, ranking Nas's catalog and why. <laughs> Right. So yeah. So that's it for this week, man. Yeah. Um, if y'all at home, let us know what y'all think in the comments. If y'all heard the, the the album, you know, hit us up on SoundCloud, on YouTube, uh, wherever you hear this at. Uh, shit, Instagram, mm-hmm. the you gram. Know, hit us on the gram. We post video clips there every week. Uh, you know, and uh, we we interact and engage on there. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us already. And uh, we want to thank y'all for y'all, y'all support. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Super Duty Tough Work Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Follow the podcast on SoundCloud Peace Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about I mean Super Duty Tough Work, huh? <laughs>